Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Notre Dame spent their week off getting better. If I'm a USC player i've spent my week getting to the beach or the club a little bit like <laughs> pete thimmel tortured picking pat is one of my favorite versions of pat with si's pat 40 this is where <laughs> you know i like i went up end up on saturday saying why did i do this here's pat pete and dan i welcome race for the case Got some games here to pick. Not the uh, sexiest weekend. Not the spiciest weekend. But uh, that's where you got to make your money. Last week, Pete went five and one. I went four and two. Pat and Sully, three and three. Yeah, we got to reel Pete in. We got to we got to we got to pull him back to the pack. Pete went lone wolf. He went two and one on his lone wolves. He's 13 over 500, 31 and 18. The rest of us are just muddled about. Sully's three over 500. I'm two and Pat's one. Did we all hit our locks again, though? I think we did. We did. Oh, we hit all five. Because remember, I I kind of made two. I I, I someone yeah. made a nice little penny on that parlaying it. Yeah, alert listeners are paying attention to the locks. The locks seem to be going well. All right. Well, this is not a lock one. This is everyone's got to pick. Number sixteen, Wake Forest at Army. Like I said, not a lot of games here. <laughs> Wake is giving three and a half. The over-under is 52. 80% of the bets, but only 50% of the money is on Wake. Who you picking, Pat? Boy, I, I mean, I, I have a soft spot for Army because they did a great job covering for me uh, last weekend as my lock against Wisconsin on the road. Uh, but I, I think Wake's got a little more diversified offense, so they can probably hit Army a couple different ways. I think that uh, Wake will be a little more prepared maybe for the option that they have to face there. Uh, Dave Clawson, very good coach. I think he knows what he's doing, certainly. They had a week off to prepare for the option, so they're coming off the open date, so they're going to be a little more prepared for that. So give me the Wake Forest Demon Deacons to remain undefeated and cover the three-point spread. So there's a chance I may be in the house at uh, Mickey Stadium for the uh, for the Army and Wake Forest game. That's not a bad drive from, uh, from from Fair Boston. If you are a football fan, especially in the Northeast, and you have never seen a game at Army, go to a game at Army. It is an incredible spectacle. It is awesome this time of year. Can't recommend it enough. Um, I know we got a lot of diehards and junkies there. It is, it is such a cool experience, especially this time of year. Leaves change and everything. It's great. That said, I'm taking Wake Forest. I feel like Army's pretty beat up. They've had injuries at quarterback. 
Follow that closely, by the way, if you are going to actually invest in this game. I feel like Wake's offense is one of the best in the country, quite frankly, and they should be able to figure out a way to score, maximize possessions. Dave Clawson has a good track record against the academies. He's played them for a long time. So I uh, I feel like Wake should be able to win this game. I don't think it will be uh, it will be easy or handy, but I do feel like they can uh, they can do that. That said, Army did beat Wake in 2016 under Kloss, and I believe that was part of the game that became part of Wakey Leaks, if you remember. Oh correctly. yeah, oh yeah. The old Army DC was involved with that, and uh, Dave Clawson has a long memory. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Wake has the 91st rush defense in the country. Give me Army. Wow. Yep. I'm going. I'm going to let you lone wolf that, Sully. Sorry. I'm taking Wake. Weather is not supposed to be too bad. That extra week is big. And yes, they'll they'll run it up on the Wakey leaks. That was a good scandal. That was a good. <laughs> oh, that was, that a, was good a good one. scandal. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny. Like Petrino and Louisville got killed as they should have, but Army just kind of skated by because it's Army. It's like, yeah, you're the service academy. You, you get a little more leeway. They should be trying to intercept messages, right? (laughs) Pat, you don't want to mess with the Army. No, you do not. Yeah, Say nice things about the Army. All right, Clemson, unranked Clemson, at number 23, Pitt. I love hearing the uh, various, um, seeing the various angry tweets and messages that Dabo is getting, William Christopher Sweeney is getting, because it's one year. Because you keep mispronouncing his name. (laughs) Uh, everyone now ever now the Clemson fans like me for doing that. <laughs> Dabo Clemson's at tw- number 23 Pitt. Pitt is given three and a half. The over under is 46.5, 60% of the bets, 90% of the money at bet MGM is on the Panthers. Pete, who you got? I am betting against Clemson until they prove otherwise competent on offense. And, and look, Pitt is a Excellent offensive team this year. Kenny Pickett's been one of the best quarterbacks in the whole country. Defensively, this is important. Pat Narduzzi is one of the best defensive minds. And the the game against Western Michigan, which I think we remember maybe Pitt most for this season, looking back now seems like a bit of an anomaly more than more than anything else. So I uh, I like the Panthers in this game, and uh, I uh, I have Clemson skepticism until they prove otherwise. Well, I hate to hear that because I agree with every syllable. That's I, There's no way I'm expecting Clemson to do anything other than what they've done, which is score fewer than 20 more points in regulation in every single game against FBS competition. They do not throw it well. They don't run it very well either. Uh, Pitt's defense has gotten together definitely since the uh, the Western Michigan debacle. Uh, they were hit through the air for 359 by Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech, believe it or not, throws it better than Clemson these days. So I, I, I and again, yes, Kenny Pickett should be in the Heisman discussion. 21 touchdowns, one interception so far. Uh, dynamic playmaker, you know, makes things out of nothing when he needs to. I, I really like Pitt in this spot, covering the three. I'm with both of you guys. Clemson's offense sucks. Kenny Pickett does not. How about that for analysis? I'm rolling with the most underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling with the You could get underrated. a job on the Knoxville Sports Animal with that song. That's right. Yeah. I'm rolling with the Take underrated. that for data. That's right. Rolling with the most underrated quarterback in the line, Kenny Pickett. I am not messing. We're taking Pitt, if only as a nod to our favorite tight end coach in the country, Tim Salem, <laughs> the Panthers assistant, who, who once worked 48 straight hours during Penn State week, is known for his uh, unusual workload, if you will. Uh, most of it designed so that he would not have to uh, go home to do uh, any work. If you remember this interview, it is is incredible. Like this guy is intense. How <laughs> intense? 
he leaves Mountain Dews. He gets a Mountain Dew bottles. He opens them and leaves them in his fridge so the carbonation goes out because he does not have time to drink carbonated things. <laughs> he needs so to be able to good. chug it. It's the most absurd thing of all time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, every time we talk about uh, Tim Salem, the tight end coach, I like in his maniacal hours he works, I like looking up to see whether their tight ends actually do anything at Pitt. Lo and behold, this year they do. Oh, they got a good Lucas one. Yeah, all right. what's happening? He was due. <laughs> yeah, he was due. <laughs> 17 catches, 211 yards, five touchdowns for Lucas Krull. And then Gavin Bartholomew, 11 catches, 111 yards, one touchdown. They're touchdown machines at the tight end spot. Tim Salem's the coach of the year. Back in Run 2018. Run 12 personnel, Narduzzi. <laughs> asked why he would uh, not, doesn't like going home. Yeah. Quote, when I go home late at night, it's, honey, can you change the light bulb? Can you move this out to the garage? No, I don't want to change no light bulbs. I'm not moving nothing to the garage, so I don't want to go home. I don't have to do that stuff. The honey-do list is gone because I'm not there. This is my <laughs> sanctuary right here. This is some marital advice, Tim said. There it is. Yes. You've got to give it a try. He said it will work. Yes. If you never go home, you never have to do chores at home. Hopefully the keys still work when you try the lock. <laughs> There'll be another dude back there. Yeah. Changing the stuff. Next game. Number 10, Oregon at UCLA. The Bruins are giving two points. The over-under is 59. 30% of the bets, but 60% of the money are on UCLA. The All-American is starting next week, season four. So I think they're, I don't know if Chip Kelly's going to be in it. Does he make another cameo? We don't know. I see All-American fans. But, uh, if, you know, season two cameo hero, Chip Kelly, will he, will he win this game? Ducks have looked a little shaky lately. Boy, I've gotten every UCLA pick wrong, I think, in the history of the uh, in the history of the podcast here. Interesting that uh, the Bruins are uh, our favorites. Uh, Chip Kelly is very close to Bear, so I'm sure he is uh, he has he has realized that Oregon and again, those really investing in this game uh, should really track Oregon's defensive injuries this week. There's obviously been a flurry of them. They are on track to get a bunch of key defenders back that scares me a little bit if I'm going to pick the Bruins because everything is really predicated on the run with UCLA. They have they have the least Chip Kelly identity from seven years ago that you could ever imagine. They're 17th in the country in rushing. Their passing offense is 93rd. So I am going to take the Ducks. Boy, I'm tortured on this one. I would stay, I would stay miles away from this game. Ducks are getting points. UCLA against the better competition they've played has not been able to physically outman people and that's what they're uh, that's what they're predicated on so i am going to think oregon wins a slog here oh, man well i'm making a contrarian pick just because i'm behind you in the picks because i wanted to pick oregon too but at some point i got to go the other way and i am i am very conflicted on this i just i don't have strong feeling either way but i'll i'll take the bruins give the two oregon is beaten up uh, Oregon coming off, they they lost to Stanford, then they barely, barely beat Cal. UCLA's probably better than those two teams. Uh, they should get a decent atmosphere, which is always iffy out there, but it's game day, so I think the fans will be pretty excited for that. Martin Jarman, the AD, has juiced up the atmosphere a little bit at the Rose Bowl. Uh, I will take the Bruins somewhat tepidly. Yeah, guys, Oregon is right for the picking, as you guys uh, detailed. Ducks are 1-5 against the spread so far this season. UCLA is 5-2 wow. 
On the other hand, the matchups scream to take the Bruins, but I'm going with my gut here and taking the Ducks. Kayvon Thibodeau looked like a wrecking ball last week against Cal. Uh, let's go, Ducks. Yeah, Kayvon's back in L.A. I think he's going to play big. I mean, look, he, they're getting points. I, I can't, I can't, you know, Oregon's getting two points to a better team. I will, I'm, I'm taking them. That's uh that's, that's a duck victory. They have not looked great, but I think there'll be enough to, uh, to take UCLA. All so right, I'm, 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 I'm lone wolfing a, a pick. I didn't even want to take. That's great. Yeah, good job. Good. That, that never backfires. <laughs> awesome. This is where I, you know, I, like I went up, end up on Saturday saying, why did I do this? <laughs> Tortured picking Pat is one of my favorite versions of Pat. Because <laughs> then he'll get really mad at both himself and then the bad team that he's picked and just watching it all sort of play out is pretty oh, no, spectacular. No, he'll be mad How at was your reaction in the along. Georgia press box to that missed extra point, by the way? Uh, it, it was, I was appalled. I was completely okay. appalled because right. you knew That's right good. then it was over. Like Georgia was done trying to score. The only chance that they were going to score would be a pick six. Uh, if they got the yeah. ball back, they were just going to sit on it. So it was over right then and there. And I was not pleased with the young kicker. I, in the middle of the first half of that game, I said to myself, Kentucky's going to cover if Georgia does not score a defensive touchdown. That was pretty much like I just figured they'd score one touchdown a quarter kind of slog down the field. Kentucky will figure it out on one drive. But if there was a pick six or a fumble or one of those monsters rumble bumbled stumbled in um, or blocked a kick, they uh, they could have done it. All right, this one's uh, major media markets here clashing. Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Stillwater <laughs> Reigns battle. Battle of the skylines. Iowa State giving seven over under 47. But 80% of the bets and 50% of the money at BetMGM is on the Cowboys. Uh, Pat, you go first. Yeah, that's too many points. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring. I have been thoroughly unimpressed with Iowa State this year. Uh, Oklahoma State's defense is really good. You know, it's, they, have, they have stepped up on that side of the ball. The most points they've given up all season is 24. Uh, I like the Pokes getting a full touchdown there. It, it is a trap, trap, trappy line. You know, I think Iowa State's defense has been pretty underrated in all. And in, in, when you look at this season, they're third in uh, they're third in total defense. They're fifth in passing yards allowed. This is by far and away the Pokes' most difficult challenge. So, in the in the very same way, I picked Arkansas because just because something seemed goofy. I'm going to take Iowa State here because something seems goofy. And I do think Iowa State's playing better and will be in the Big Twelve conversation. No team has gone from preseason hype completely off the radar like Iowa State. I think there's some good bones there, especially on defense. So I'm going to go with the clones. Pokes held that vaunted Texas offense to 92 yards in the second half last week. That was that was pretty impressive from those guys. Give me the Pokes. No letdown spot until Bedlam, baby. Iowa State has looked great. They also played Kansas and Kansas State. I like Oklahoma State in this, and they're going to give me seven. I will, uh, I will take that. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but I don't. I certainly don't think Oklahoma State's going to get. So we'll give Pete the lone wolf on that one. See, we lone wolfed them, guys. There you go. Now we just need now we need the mullet to come through for us. Yes, we do. I will say, <laughs> Sully, if if I if if Oklahoma State going undefeated into Bedlam, that that means that Pete and I might both wind up in Stillwater Thanksgiving weekend, which does not thrill me on the top of the <laughs> off the top of my head. Yeah, cheese fries for Thanksgiving dinner, baby. <laughs> Too good for Eskimo Joes? Come on. <laughs> USC, the Trojans, still got a team at number 13, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is giving seven. The over-under is 58 and a half. 
90% of the bets, 70% of the money are on the fighting Irish. I'm going with the road dogs here. The Trojans are on a seven-game road winning streak. Yeah, they looked like trash against Utah, but that was at home. <laughs> <laughs> coming off, both teams are coming off, or uh, USC's coming off a bye. They, they've had time to prepare. Give me the Trojans here. Okay. And I'm going to hate what's that the, What's What's the number, Dan? Seven. Seven. Okay. Boy, I mean, Notre Dame doesn't really blow out anybody this year. Seven seems like too much, but USC, poof. No, uh, we'll see. But they both had a week off. The, did, did, did USC decide whether it wants to try for the rest of the year is probably the big question there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Notre Dame's going to keep trying. So I, given the uncertainty about the Trojans, give me Notre Dame at home. Uh, I'll lay the seven. They'll win by 10. Th- that adrenaline shot that USC football got in Pullman after firing Clay Helton, that is long, distant memory. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame's any great shakes, but they figure out a way to win and – I think USC, man, guys are making business decisions and there has just been no life. There has been no pulse. And here's the thing. I don't want to go through a Saturday like Pat Forty would go through Saturday and pick a team that I hate and then just be miserable. So I'm at least going to take the team that's offered the best empirical evidence this year in Notre Dame. And if they don't win or cover, I'll like I'll, I'll rest easy at night knowing that I didn't just like back a total dog. I mean, same. I mean, Utah put up 42 on them. And this was a team that... <laughs> Uh, I don't, uh, what's happening in this week off. If you're a USC Trojan and you don't have a full-time head coach, like Notre Dame spent their week off getting better. I, I am at, if I'm a USC player, I, I've spent my week getting to the beach or the club a little bit, like <laughs> whatever, man, we ain't got a coach. The Laguna beach <laughs> principle Wetzel's going on here. Yeah, it's yeah, not a bad exactly. principle. <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> It's like, wait, we got to fly to Indiana. And, uh, uh, Stay in Michigan. There's a time change. Uh, it's weird. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'll take the Irish to cover. Uh, all right, lock of the week time. Who's, anyone do any research? Does anyone make a lock? Back to the well, the bean pot, laying the points. A&M got me a big dub last week. I'm locking them up again. The Gamecocks, they're shorthanded. Luke Doughty is out, and they might be the worst team in the league. A&M keeps rolling after that big Bama dub. Beat up Mizzou on the ground. They'll beat up South Carolina on the ground. Give me the Aggies. Yeah, I like it. Uh, anytime that you can pour bile into the bean pot, do so. Uh, <laughs> you generally make money in the process. So that's a good pick, Sully. Um, look, I'm, I am going back, referring back to the podcast from earlier in the week when we discussed the disarray, the sudden disarray at Washington State. And give me BYU laying four and a half in Pullman. Uh, I just, I, BYU has stuff to play for still. They're a good team. Uh, they're not a great team, but I think they're good enough certainly to beat a Washington State team that has a bunch of coaches doing things they have not been doing, like leading a team, making calls, uh, new people stepping into coach positions. I just feel like that that is a lot to throw on the plate of a staff and on the plate of, of young players. So I, I, I say... Washington State shows up very wobbly for this game, and BYU wins and covers a pretty small spread, four and a half. So I am going to take the Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, at home against Maryland on Saturday. Minnesota is a five-point favorite. Minnesota had the single most baffling loss in all of college football this year. They lost to Bowling Green. It was inexplicable. It was bad, and since then – They've beaten a very good Purdue team on the road, and they beat a 
pretty good Nebraska team at home, and they've just kind of figured it out. Maryland, on the other hand, started off all rainbows and lollipops, and they have just gotten dump trucked in, uh, in, in back-to-back games. And if you look at the recent history of Maryland football under Mike Loxley, they do not rebound well from dump trucking. So, uh, I mean, look, Maryland is a speed team, and Minnesota is a power team. And in the wake of 51-14 loss to Iowa and then a 66-17 loss to Ohio State, I just don't see the Terps rallying. All right, my lock of the week is going to be the Ohio State Buckeyes. They are traveling to Indiana. They are giving 20 points. So uh, Hoosiers are 20-point home dog. I don't care. Indiana has no offense right now. And Ohio State has a great one. They are rolling. I think they are trying to, they are improving on the fly. That Oregon game is a long time ago. They are trying to put up style points. They are like, look at us. We are not going to be ignored if this thing comes down to the end. And uh, Indiana offers an opportunity. There are some common opponents with other teams that they might have to edge out. I I just like where Ohio State is as a team. So uh, I think they, they, they house Indiana. I'll put it this way. I cannot see Indiana scoring more than 14 points, and I cannot see uh, – I have no no doubt Ohio State will score 35. So, And, and I don't even know if it will take that. Uh, they've scored 21 points in Big Ten play, three games. That's it. So uh, they're not – this is not a great offense against good teams. I'll take the Buckeyes. That's it. That's our lock. I don't even have to doubt it. Uh, yes, People were trying to taunt me and tempt me with the uh, plus 35 UMass on their win streak against Florida State, but I'm not touching that. <laughs> win streak? Did you say winning streak? They're on a win streak. Win yeah, streak. Yeah. One in a row. Yeah. Not They're winning. On a heater. Win. They're on a heater. Win. <laughs> that it's what it really being being an underdog by only five touchdowns at Florida State is one of the actually the great accomplishments of of UMass football. Hang the banner. <laughs> Really well, Bell's to return State. to Tallahassee. Yeah, it's it's That's a damning a commentary on Florida State, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know. So meanwhile, UConn is a uh, fifteen and a half point home dog to Middle Tennessee, the two Oof. and four Blue Raiders. Oof. And we got to get U- UNLV in that mix somehow. Yeah, UNLV's really bad. They have a slot machine on their side. Yeah, line. that's really pretty fun. Neat. They yeah. do. Yeah, it was like a seven hundred pounds, sixty thousand dollars slot machine or something. Like that actually, man, that was a good one too. Boy, if you're looking for one, San Jose State is only giving five. Yeah, UNLV, to a very bad barely, UNLV team. UNLV's like a passed out drunk on the on on the, on the strip. <laughs> like they barely have a pulse. <laughs> they play pretty well. I against will Utah say. State. Now, by the by, the time this launches, it'll probably it'll be too late. But I, I was if if we could have bet the Wednesday game, I would have liked to have gotten Coastal Carolina giving four at App State because Coastal's on it and App State is backing up. I think that would have been a good one, but that was didn't time yeah, we well. We taped this pod. on Tuesday, but yeah, the games that's that that could be a changing of the guard game. game. Like that game yes. could be remembered as like a very distinct pivot point. If Coastal goes to App, a very difficult place to play. They have great fans, great environment, and uh, they've been known to consume an IPA or two, um, <laughs> you know, during that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll all be watching that on. All right. Well, there you are. We'll be back on uh, Sunday, Monday for the overreaction show. We'll mock our picks then. Who knows what will happen uh, between now and then. It'll be exciting. Thank you all for listening. Continue to uh, support us with uh, subscriptions and uh, encouraging uh, others to uh, subscribe and listen. Pod is uh, is rolling along on the season. 
talk to you soon. 